Hello and welcome back, superstars, to another edition of Awesome Overflow. First of all, if you are new to being a superstar, and boy, do we have a lot of new ones, welcome. We are so genuinely thrilled that you have joined us here on Patreon to become a superstar supporter of Sorta Awesome. Uh, One of the bonus features that we've been creating for our superstars for, gosh, over a year now, maybe coming up on two years. Like it's been a while. We started doing these when I was pregnant with Nico. So it's been a hot minute. Um, Anyway, we started doing these awesome overflow episodes because we wanted to, first of all, just share some things that we wouldn't maybe normally make an episode out of for sort of awesome. We've done a lot of our personal life updates in the awesome overflows. And this month, I'm super excited because first of all, I get to sit down and record with somebody I love very much, my sister, Emily, sort of awesome regular Emily Harris is here with me to do the awesome overflow. Hi, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me on again. I'm so thankful that you're here. Um, You're taking time out from a day off for you to sit down and chit chat with me so we can have a little conversation with each other and with the superstars. So thank you so much for doing that today. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. We literally, because it is spring and spring is such a busy, busy time. And especially, especially for teachers, like we have not really had very many face-to-face, you know, um, what's it called? FaceTime conversations. We have not had many phone conversations. Yes. So we can actually really sit down and catch up, can't we? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So what we thought we would do this month, we have done these um, kinds of conversations in the past where we kind of talk about some of our latest hits and misses. So things that have been hits that we are loving, maybe something that wouldn't be like a full awesome of the week or whatever, but it is something that we're really into, really loving. And then a couple of misses, you know, we all try things, we all check things out, we all, you know, go down a path, try to discover something, and then it doesn't turn out so great. Not awesome. It's a little bit of a miss. We thought we'd mix it up and bring you some of our hits and misses, not even just for the month of April, but just like lately what's been going on in life. So Emily, I would love for you to kick us off in this conversation. What is one of your hits that you've been loving lately? Okay. So my first hit is something that I found out about on TikTok. Okay. So I follow this like really famous housekeeper on TikTok. And she just like talks about like cleaning tips, which I'm sure, you know, I love. I know Emily. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's pause for a moment. Let's go. Okay. Let's get in our little sort of awesome time machine. (laughs) Let's go back to college life. You and I lived in the same dorm section, the Chi Omega section of the dorms at our university. Um, not only did we grow up together, obviously sharing rooms, but then, you know, we shared living space in and around our dorm rooms, although we never shared a dorm room, although we might, we might as well have, because we basically lived in each other's rooms and especially borrowed from each other's closets. But tell the people what would be, what would make for an enjoyable Friday night or Saturday morning for you when we were in college. (laughs) Cleaning my 10 by 10 dorm room. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Pretty much. We, I would be walking down the hall and I could smell the fumes and I knew sister was at it again, cleaning up that dorm room. Uh, you have, I mean, I, we're joking, but genuinely you, you're a tidy person. You've always liked yes. keeping things clean and even better. You like 
like cleaning hacks and tips and products yes. and those types of things. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. And, and you know what? There's so much of that on TikTok now. Like, right. Like right. you're, you're mentioning one really probably well-known one. We can even put a link in the, the show notes for anybody who wants to go check her out. But the, I, that comes across even my For You page a lot right. on TikTok. And I'm not even that super into it. But the cleaning hacks, tips, and products section of TikTok is uh-huh. – uh, it's, it's, it's lit, as the children it's li- say. It, it is. It okay. is. All right. So okay. I, I got you off tra- track. Tell us what That's you That's okay. Okay. So this is the Chom Chom Roller Dog Hair Cat Hair Pet Hair Remover. Oh, dang. This sounds serious. And it is so serious. Now, I got to tell you, I have two dogs in my life. Mm. One of them is not mine. One of them Mm -hmm. is uh, my boyfriend's. Uh, My dog, Paisley, does not shed at all. Right. But do you know what what does shed? (laughs) Does that have a German Shepherd? It's a Great Dane. Oh, Great Dane. That's right. Yes. 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 Great Danes shed like crazy. Is it like a constant shedding with a Great Dane? Or is it? Yeah. I mean, it's not seasonal for sure. Okay. I mean. Well, you yeah. may remember when we had Jaja, our German shepherd, she would a couple of times a year, quote unquote, uh-huh. blow her coat where right. like, normally we'd get a little shedding here and there. But when she was blowing her coat, it was all all fur, over the place. White dog yeah. fur all over the place all the time. It yeah. sent me over the edge. But I did not yes. realize that Great Danes were big shedders. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. But huge shedders. Okay. So this is, it's just basically like a lint remover, but it's really for pet hair. Okay. And it's got like these... um kind of like felt pads that pick up the hair and then there's this container for the pet hair where you just clean it out every once in a while and you just run it back and forth on your rug or your um, furniture and you can it works in car seats I mean it is amazing so it's not a vacuum is what you're saying no it's not battery operated you don't plug it in it makes a really loud noise when you do it It makes this like really loud clicking noise when okay. you um, push it back and forth and it just picks up the dog hair. And I'll tell you what, I have some really, really sticky um, lint hair rollers, like just the paper yeah. that are disposable. And those do not pick up um, Great Dane hair for whatever reason. Oh, but this Chom Chom does. Okay. I'm excited for you. We will absolutely put a link in the show notes for anybody else who is suffering from the woes of pet shedding. Yes. Um, That was like one of the top things when we started investigating a good breed for us when we got our peppers who are not technically puppies anymore. They're over a year old. Um, But I needed a low shed breed for sure. Thankfully, our Bosties do not shed much. A little bit here and there, but it's truly not bad, especially compared to our gorgeous German Shepherd. Yeah. So good to know. I'm loving that. And I think it really is such a testimony like TikTok. Yes. Yes. You can lose hours of your life there. Yes. Yes. There's some really crappy stuff on there, but (laughs) there's so much that can bring so much good to your life on the TikToks. Absolutely. Okay. My first hit that I want to talk about, this is actually quite apropos that you and I are talking about it. Okay. Have you watched the real world reunion. No. Okay. I didn't know where it was a thing. Yes. So this came out. Um, I think it's, I think it dropped maybe in February or March. It's like been pretty recent. I'm watching it on Paramount plus. Um, it may have run on MTV. We don't have standard cable. So yeah. Yep. 
that would make sense that that would be where it's running. Or I don't know if they just streamed it directly to Paramount Plus. Anyway, it is a reunion of Emily, that iconic first season of the real world, the New York City cast, all reunited in the same loft in New York City. Are you serious? I am 1000% serious. This like Julie been- and Kevin. Julie, and- Kevin, Eric, Heather, oh Norman, Becky. Gosh. Who am I leaving out? Um, uh, Andre. All wow. of them reunited. Except, except one bad thing is Eric couldn't be there in person because he had COVID. Oh while gosh. They were filming it. Wow. But so he would be on the big screen and they try to do as much, you know, sort of like FaceTime virtual Mm -hmm. bringing him in as they could. It was a big bummer. They like from the beginning, they knew he wasn't going to be there in person because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. This has been on my radar for a while. Um, I knew it was out. I just hadn't made time to watch it. I was listening to a podcast episode the other day and they were talking about like the real world reunion. And um, Mm -hmm. I was like, shoot, I really need to get on that. Oh my gosh, Emily, it is so good. I will tell you this much. (sighs) You and I were in high school like you may have even still been in middle school. When I dropped. was not. Yeah, I was in middle school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were early to mid teens when the yeah. very first season, the real world came out. And then, so we watched it. And of course, you know, over the course of summers and years, like they would do the real world marathons. And so you'd right. go back and watch the old seasons. Yeah. So I feel like you and I, and, and our like sort of generation, it knows that cast. Well, so, that was the beginning of reality TV really for was. us, for our generation. Yeah. It really, truly was. I just talked about on Sort of Awesome, one of my awesomes of the week. Um, it's called Spectacle. And okay. um, it's um, a woman who she goes through and kind of traces the history of reality TV. And so one of the earliest episodes is about the real world and about the New York cast, the first one. Uh-huh. And Norman is actually like her guest on there. And he kind of gives a lot of insight in, into what they were experiencing at the time. So mm-hmm. anyway, that, that was kind of like what was on my radar. Like, oh my gosh, I need to go listen to that reunion or watch that reunion series. Okay. Mm-hmm. Couple of things. First of all, it's, it's real hard to face the mortality of <laughs> well, growing up. Sure. <laughs> of right. growing up. I'm like looking at these people. I'm like, why do they look so old? That, because they're, because they're like, like our age. They're like right. a little older than right. us, you know? They were they were a little bit older than us when they were yep. recording. What were they like, young 20s or whatever? Well, yeah, Julie was the youngest and she was 19. And then okay. I think Kevin was the oldest and he was only like 24 or something. Right. They, they were right. like in their prime of young, young adulthood. Right. And right. so if you think about it that way, like if I was like 14, 15 when it first came out, like, Kevin was only 10 years older than me. And then you, uh-huh. or you're watching these fully grown adults. And it's like, oh man, like we're all just getting old. Aren't we're we? getting there. We're getting there. Like we're Andre, there. Andre, the rocker rock star guy, his hair uh-huh. is like completely silver gray. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the whole look. Yeah. So number one, first impressions was like, okay, we're all, we're all getting up there in years, my friends. <laughs> right. But they would have the bravery to go and, try to live out this real world experience in the loft again as grown adults is so fascinating to me. Right. Now, secondly, you know, the real world over time eventually became just like a bunch of like drunken hot tub. Right, right, right. Sexiness going on. But those first seasons were very issue driven. And one of the biggest conversations in that first season was race. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this just in your own memory, like 
Kevin got a very Kevin specific and ending. Julie. Yeah. They they yeah. notoriously had some huge like screaming matches with each other over race and understanding right. race in America. Um and Kevin, I hadn't thought about this until I was listening to that uh, that podcast episode, but Kevin got a very specific edit of like the angry black man. Mm-hmm. And um, Emily, it gives me chills to go back and watch that footage. Everything that he was saying in the early 90s when that season dropped is what is part of the common conversation about race in our country now. That yeah. People are understanding how race impacts people on both the personal level and the systemic level. Like there's just, Oh my gosh, it's so powerful. And then to see how each of these people have evolved. And then some of them, maybe not so much is it's, it's fascinating. It's astounding. It's like, it's so good to watch and so good to engage in, but I would not say this is like standard reality TV where you can just sit down and veg out and your brain just goes on. Right absentee mode for a little bit. It's not well, yeah. that kind. I mean, if they're talking about, you know, um, racism back then in the 90s versus in, mm-hmm. you know, how it relates to now, then yeah, I mean, definitely. Then they're doing some deep dive stuff, yeah. you know, into some critical conversations. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's amazing. I want to find it. It's so good. It's worth the, you get like a seven day free trial with Paramount Plus. And then I just went ahead and got like the um, with ads choice, it's yeah. like $6 a month or something. I'm sure I'll cancel it eventually, but it's totally worth it. Um, and it's just interesting to see how each, each person has evolved. Like Eric, you know, is this very, um, outgoing, very image driven, image conscious model. Yeah. And now he's like this spiritual teacher who's oh. like all about personal growth and development and is very woo woo. And so, I mean, just like every single person has gone through such transformation, obviously in the past 30 right. years. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just would say watch it for sure. Because, and then we could talk because there's, it's really powerful. I mean, again, it's not like veg out TV. It's, it yeah. will take you back to a moment in time for sure. And also mm-hmm. bring an added layer of understanding to current conversations that ha- all have to do with like social issues. So yeah, it's such a hit. I feel like I'm making it sound like a bummer. It has been a huge hit for me. I have thought so much yeah. and just been like, I need to talk to somebody about this. So I'm, I am demanding that you watch it now in your okay. free time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> 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 All right. One of your first episodes on Sort of Awesome, we did some pro-con-pro. Pro. Remember that? Yes. Yes. Let's do pro-con-pro pro style. Why don't you tell me what your first miss is? Okay. My first miss is something that I recommended to you. Oh, <laughs> and I don't, no. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. We got to talk about this. It's the podcast OC Swingers. Oh, my gosh, I never followed up with you. I listened to the first like 10 minutes of this and I was like, nope, uh-huh. not for me. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been listening to every episode. So let's give our listeners a little background information on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. It is a podcast that is produced by, you know, Ashley Flowers. She is the creator and host of Crime Junkie. She has her hand in She has her own network. network. She's basically made a network. Right. Um, Audio Truck Productions. Um, So she, you know, her name was on this podcast, OC Swingers. And it's basically about a doctor and his girlfriend, trigger warning, um, a doctor and his girlfriend are being accused of 
like drugging and um, some sexual abuse, sexual, sexual assault. assault stuff um, yeah. with, you know, some party people. I mean, it's just, it's all very convoluted. Well, okay. so like, you know, I started listening to it <clears throat> and I've actually listened to every episode. I don't like it anymore. Here's why. It's really triggering. Um, it's really hard to listen to, especially when you look at all of the accounts that they are being charged with. And also the episodes are really short and they're really slow. Like the last episode that dropped this week, it was all about political stuff with the DA that um, that prosecuted them. It's not really flowing the way that I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be more focused on maybe the background of the characters or whatever. And I don't know. It's just not really... Okay you know, what I thought it would be. So it's been kind of a bummer. I'm going to tag team off of that and tell you one that I've stopped listening to that also has bummed me out the further into production it's gotten. And I can't remember if I ever talked about this on Sorta Awesome, but Cousins by Blood. Oh, yes. Are you still listening to that? Now, I didn't know that. Uh, now, the last episode that I listened to was one of the when they found out one of the main um, yes. people involved had passed away. Yes. Okay. There's been more more episodes have come out since then. Okay, I did not know I, that. okay. So just background, you guys. Cousins by Blood is a true crime podcast. It takes place in Dallas, in the Dallas area. So Emily and I were listening to it. We were totally into it. It's investigating mm-hmm. a murder that happened, golly, probably like in the early two thousands. I feel like. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, in the Dallas area, and a person who. You know, the point of view of the podcast is that the person who was convicted was wrongfully convicted of. Right. It was actually two murders, and. Yeah. So as Emily alluded to, one of the key, like the most important witness who was responsible for this person going to prison and is on death row, in fact, in Texas for these murders, this woman lived a really, really troubled life. And just spoiler, you would know this by looking at episode titles. She ends up passing away. She did, she did Mm -hmm. recently. And I just felt so sad about the whole, the way the whole production treated her and her story. And she was a complicated person. And I think they tried to be sensitive to it, but I just couldn't, I didn't have it in my heart to listen to it anymore after that. Well, the thing is, is that she was an addict. Um, You know, she Mm -hmm. just had a lot of really tough obstacles in her life. And I think that the narrator who, um, you know, he was a private private investigator who, you know, kind of took on this this project for the podcast. I think that he kind of blames her for everything, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and. Well, he's a private investigator who, if I'm recalling correctly, was hired by the convicted man's mother right, to investigate. And I mean, listen, the way the production has gone to this point, it does sound like he was wrongfully convicted, but you do have to remember there's a specific point of view on these. Right. Right. So I'm texting off of you for that miss. Okay. But as it turns out, my next hit is another true crime podcast. I'll try to do this really quickly so that the people who are not into true crime can be like, okay, that'll be enough of that. But truly, when Emily and I get together, you guys, we talk about this. We get in the zone. We get in the zone and we're talking about it. So one of my favorite subreddits is true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I get a lot of great recommendations from there. And over and over and over on that subreddit, people are singing the praises of a, a podcast series, a limited series that came out a couple of years ago called Bear Brook. Have you listened to Bear Brook? Remind me what it's about. Okay. Bear Brook takes place in, I want to say New Hampshire. Yeah. New Hampshire. It was the one where there was two barrels discovered in the woods and there were bodies inside a woman and some children. And they had no way of identifying who the victims were. And like the podcast kind of untangles who these 
victims were? Do you remember okay. this at all? I did not listen to that. No. Oh my gosh. Then listen, you've got a treat ahead of you. This is so okay. good. Now, listen, I know okay. that usually Emily and I have an understanding that I do not like true crime that deals with women or children being murdered or hurt right. in any way. Kind of limits right. my true crime experiences. But I made an exception for this one because everyone just raved on and on about how an ama- how amazing of a production it was, like mm-hmm. comparing it to Serial C- Season 1 and just oh, like- wow the investigative part. And then I will say this, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but the emotional catharsis and conclusion it comes to at the end, I'm going to start crying if I talk about it too much. Okay. It is so powerful. And I will say in true crime, I feel like producers of true crime content, for lack of a better word, have to, the, the good ones walk a balance between not spending too much time dwelling on the perpetrator of these crimes and also bringing to fullness of life, the victims. Right. And I feel like Bear Brook just does such an amazing job of honoring the stories and lives of these victims and and some other victims are involved. It's a tough listen. If crimes against women and children bother you, it's, it, it's not in any way like I could listen to it. Yeah. It's, it's a tough listen. I'm a highly sensitive person. I don't even really listen to stories about this very often, but I did okay with it. Um, the storytelling, the, the investigation, uh, it is excellent. No wonder. It's one of those things where, you know, sometimes you might kind of avoid things that are really popular because you're like, could it possibly be that good? I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm just going to skip it. Mm-hmm. I kind of tend to do that, but this one is raved about for a reason. If you, um, even if you don't like true crime, but you're okay with with some crime elements, but you just really love a podcast sort of deep dive um, investigation. I highly, highly recommend Bear Brook. Again, it came out a couple of years ago. It's not even brand new. I just had been putting it off, but it was a huge, huge, huge hit for me for sure. Okay, great. Um, was I supposed to do a miss though? I think I was. I got yes. this off track. Yes. <laughs> I'm good at producing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Thing I've been doing this for six years now. <laughs> um, do you want me to go ahead and do my my miss, and then we could kind yes. of get back on track with do your, your miss? Next yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This has nothing to do with crime. It does have to do with a couple of broken hearts, and those are mine and my daughter's. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So speaking of TikTok, yeah, TikTok. Not only do you get awesomely created, funny, and informative, helpful TikToks, you also get ads, right? Right. I am such a sucker for a social media ad. And so this ad had come across my TikTok feed and it was for a company called Good Fair. So I was really intrigued by the TikTok. I clicked through to investigate and it seemed like, and it sounded like, okay, this is kind of a dream come true for us. Mm-hmm. Um, my girls, Stacy and AJ, they are 16 and 13. They are super into all things vintage, retro, um, Daisy's total aesthetic is 90s vibe. Right. AJ um, kind of likes the 90s thing, but she also just loves, loves, loves like vintage graphic t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And and I love and support all of that. The tricky thing is actually getting into thrift stores. You know, it's been especially difficult during COVID, obviously. But when you go mm-hmm. to the thrift store, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you're going to get a great selection. Sometimes there's going to be yeah. absolutely nothing there and it's a waste. And then you know, it's just a big bummer. You could so, say it's a hit or miss. It's a hit 
or a mess. <laughs> there we go. Bringing it back to the sea. Okay. Um, so Good Fair's model is that they do the thrifting for you. That mm-hmm. they are like a sort of, um, uh, they do all the legwork for you. They go out. They, they shop they, for they, you. They shop. They But they do like these big shopping expeditions, I guess. They somehow are sourcing thrifted clothes. Mm -hmm. And then what they do is they bring it back to their warehouse or whatever. And then they sell through their website bundles. Like you could get a bundle of like three um, retro t-shirts or two, or you could even get bigger bundles than that. It might be like two flannels, three t-shirts, two vintage sweatshirts, and we'll put it in a huge bundle for you. Now you don't get to pick. I was going to say. You don't get to pick the items. Right. And so you're kind of taking a chance, but you're trusting because like their whole business model is like we go through and sort out like really the things that, um, you know, nothing that's stained, nothing yeah. that's threadbare. It's like, it's the stuff you would pick out if you yeah. have thrifting for yourself, but we do it for you. And then you get this like surprise bundle. I mean, you're paying obviously for it, but you're essentially paying them to go out and do the legwork of thrifting for you. Sure. So the girls and I went through and we made this huge order. We were like, okay, this could be so great. It's responsible shopping. It's cause we're, you know, all of us are really trying to be more thoughtful about clothes. It's, really hard when you're a teenager to think about, I want to, you know, shop sustainably and I want to be thoughtful about it, but then everything around you is fast fashion. So we thought this could be like such a great way to shop. And we felt really good about supporting this company. Well, we put an order in like on March 19th and they had said when we put the order in, it would probably take seven to 10 business days to ship out. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's fine. I mean, obviously they're, they're a small startup business. They've got a lot of logistics to handle. Well, Mm -hmm. about two weeks after we placed the order, we got just a generic email from the company saying, you know, we've got a lot of shipping delays going on. Some orders are taking up to three weeks to ship. So I emailed from that, from that. And they also said, if you want, you could go ahead and ask for a refund. Well, I wasn't Mm -hmm. quite there yet. Again, I understand small businesses have operations they have to run. COVID is complicating everything. I get it. And so I emailed back from that to just say, do you have a shipping estimate on it? Um, and I didn't get a response from that ever. Mm -hmm. Then I sent a separate email to ask again. Well, that email got a very like scripted response of just basically saying the the thing that the shipping delay email had said, which is Mm -hmm. we're running behind and we're at three weeks. Well, this was even past three weeks at that point. Oh, wow. And so anyway, after a lot of disappointing communication, which was to say none. Right. Um, and just not, and just kind of feeling like, I don't know if we're ever going to get our order. And then in the meantime, the girls had gone and dug around and found some reviews indicating that everything did take a long time to get there. And then maybe when the clothes arrived, they weren't in the condition that they'd been, mm. that they indicated that they put a priority on. Yeah. So anyway, this week I did end up just asking, emailing and, and asking for a refund. Now I will say straight off the top, like within, within the hour, mm-hmm. I got an email back that the order had been refunded, that we'd get, you know, it'd be coming back to our account. So I will say at least I'm not sitting here to say that they're a scam or anything. Right. I, just, I think right. that they're struggling with some logistical things, but I'm just so bummed because I really, really wanted this to be such a fun solution right. for right. my girls who are super into thrifting, but it's just so mm-hmm. hard to get out there and do the sourcing for it. Right. Right. So anyway, that was a miss for me for sure. Bummer. 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 Okay. 
Okay, well let's uh, let's get back to these hits. Okay, what have you got going on that's good. All right, so let's see. I am going to talk to you about leggings. Mm. Let's hear it. Now I have a really nice pair of leggings, and before I bought this pair, I really only had leggings from like Target or Old Navy. Okay. And I didn't like them. I felt like my legs were dying. <laughs> I felt like my legs couldn't breathe. I, I understand how that yes. feels, except for can't wear nail polish. Right, right. Yes. So before I bought this pair, I was never a leggings person. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I am. And let me tell oh. you, it's called the Zella Live-In High Waist Pocket. And... They are amazing. They're comfortable. They're on sale right now at Nordstrom. Um, I have them in gray. Um, love the high waist because it, you know, kind of keeps everything yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, they are um, seven and an and eighth uh, length leggings. So they're not full size, but they're also not like three quarter length. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like so. mid calf on you then? Yeah. Or a little longer yeah. than that? A little bit longer than that, yeah, yeah. Okay, but so I'll tell you what about them. Are they just like comfy? Okay. They're soft. They've... They're comfortable. Um, like I feel like my legs can breathe, like for okay. real. Do you think the material is what makes a big difference? Then, yeah, I think it is because they are uh, a little bit nicer than what you know I was used to just buying. You know, like regular, like I said, Target leggings. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just something about them. I don't even know. I don't know what, like, what's different about them. I don't know if maybe, like, some of the the material is reinforced in some areas. I don't know, Mm. but Mm -hmm. they are super comfortable. Oh, good. Okay. Well, do you think we could put a little link in these show notes? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I definitely think that so many people have discovered the love and light that is leggings in the past. Yes. (laughs) Quarantine year. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay. I'm going to do a bonus hit alongside that since I did a bonus miss a while ago. Okay. I just want to say, I think for me, this is going to be the summer of the linen pant. Okay. Um, I do not like to wear shorts, just my personal preference. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does get plenty warm in Oklahoma in the summer. And so Mm -hmm. I think I've been looking around, reading a lot of reviews on, and even though I just in the past few minutes talked about avoiding fast fashion, I got to tell you. I'm a hypocrite because I did order two pair of linen pants from Old Navy and I am obsessed with them. I love them. They are so comfortable. Now I will say they are linen blends. I think they're blended with rayon. And I did read through reviews talking about these do have a tendency. And again, this is not a surprise when you're talking about a fast fashion brand like Old Navy. They do have a tendency to shrink, especially in length when Mm -hmm. you dry them. Mm-hmm. So something to be aware of, but both pairs, the fit is just right. You know, old Navy is one of those. I do feel like it's a total hit and miss on fit, especially for women, like adult women. Yeah. Sometimes things are just so not cut for a grown adult woman's body, but then other things it's like, okay, I'll get you old Navy. You know, now we're talking. Yeah. And so I found two pair of linen pants. I'll put links in the show notes. If you guys want to check them out, one's a drawstring waist and the other um, has more of like a flat front to it. It's a little bit, I wouldn't call it exactly dressy, but you know, kind of a dressier look than a, a drawstring waist. So yeah. I've been super, super loving those. And I think I'll be wearing a lot of linen this summer. That's nice and cool but also not um, 
this this sort of like standard shorts that we go for. In the right. But I'll tell you what, man, summer is for linen because it's so breathable. It yes. doesn't stick to you. Right. So I think those are really great. You know, it used to really bother me how much linen winkles, but as I've gotten older, I realized like that's sort of part of the, the aesthetic. Right. right. The wearing yeah. linen is like, yeah. you know, you're going to get wrinkled. Right. And, and again, with these, the blend, it does kind of cut down on the wrinkling a little bit. So, you know, take yeah. it leave it. But, um, okay. So another miss, this is going to be kind of, um, I don't know maybe a little bit sentimental, but another miss okay. is I've been missing you so much. Aww. Aww. You were supposed to sneak up here across the Red River border for Easter. And that yep. was when my family got this mystery virus. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think I've talked about this that much um, outside of just conversations with friends, but we thought it was just a stomach virus, but then my best friend Catherine was like, you need to go read so-and-so's post, one of our mutual friends on Facebook, because she's talking about this mystery virus that's going around Oklahoma City, and a bunch of her friends are chiming in, and the symptoms sound like exactly what you guys had. So I went and looked and read through the comments, and oh my gosh, Emily, I it was like a Twilight Zone moment, because every hmm. single thing that they were talking about, this was a virus that hit suddenly, like hit out of the right, blue. Right. You could have been feeling totally fine. And then the next thing you know, you're throwing up. And also, I hate to be crass and gross, but it was a force-filled throw-up. It, it was, was violent. Like, violent. That's I kept texting you. I was like, yes. I cannot explain to you how violent the vomiting is. <laughs> and so that was going on. Other tummy problems, fever, body aches. It was not your standard, like, oh, I got a, I got a little 24-hour bug. And then right. also just the perpetual fatigue and exhaustion after this. Everybody was getting tested for COVID. It was not COVID. Mm-hmm. It was some other weird virus that was going on. Anyway, we happened to have that around the time of um, Easter, which was such a bummer. Even though like this school year is so different than all the other school years, like this spring is not any less busy than it usually is for me as right. a teacher. So yeah, it's been That's, hard. I mean, you know, this beginning of this school year was extremely difficult and challenging for you. Has it gotten any better? It has. The school year has gone on. It has. Um, I was just talking to my principal the other day, like first semester was so hard. Yeah. I mean, like I don't remember school year where I mean, I just cried all the time just because, yes. and, and I was not alone. Like we were all just like in crisis mode and, you know, a lot of it was situational. A lot of it was like, just, you know, people, it was just, there was very little room for planning. And so, mm. you know, the effects of that really fell on us as teachers. Yes. Um, and then we made some changes, you know, at uh, winter break and when we came back, for, um, you know, second semester, you know, things got a lot better. I still work on Sundays, um, mm, you know, yeah. so that kind of stinks, but you know, it's definitely better. That's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I do think I've mentioned in our overflows that my daughters are back in school. The twins are just fully like homeschooled this. Yeah. We just did that for this year, but the girls are back on campus four days a week. Mm-hmm. It's been very interesting to watch them transition back to campus. Daisy, who is our introvert, has loved being back on campus and being around uh-huh. people and friends and has just been so happy. And then AJ, our extrovert, um, who's also just like in the thick of middle school years, has had a really hard time Aww. transitioning back to school to the point where we're having discussions like, 
should we do homeschool for her next year? Like, we don't know. It's been a really um, unexpected time, of course, in a lot of ways for many families. But I do think it kind of speaks to the bigger thing of like, not only, not only have we endured this year of um, navigating not, not only a worldwide pandemic, but just like quarantine life. And now we also, you know, we're trying to figure out how do we navigate back into what does normal look like and how are we going to do yeah. this and trying to care for our people along the way, care for ourselves. It's just such a crazy, crazy time. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now I think you have another miss to talk about, right? I do. I do have another miss. So this is a little bit difficult to talk about, but I'm going to go ahead and share it. Okay. That's what the superstars are here for. Yes. The difficult conversations. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. As you know, I have dealt with IBS for a large part of my adult life, probably, I don't know, 15 years or so. Yeah. And it's been really hard. You know, IBS is like really mysterious because a lot of times you're diagnosed with it when they don't really know what else to diagnose you with. When you have a lot of, you know, like digestive issues. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to one of my friends and she is lactose intolerant. And Mm -hmm. she was telling me what happens when she eats dairy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds like my life every day. Oh, no. Yes. (laughs) So I did a little thing and I cut out dairy and all of those issues went away for a little bit. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. Like almost all of them. Like seriously, seriously. Um, So the other day I wanted to test it out. Mm Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing is like I switched to lactate milk. I am doing like the whole like coconut almond milk for creamer and my coffee. Well, the other day I just decided, you know what? I'm going to try something. So I put a little coconut milk in my cream in my coffee, but then I also put some heavy whipping cream in there too. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, within like 15 or 20 minutes, I was headed to the bathroom. Oh no. So even with just like a little even with coffee. just a little bit of whipping cream, heavy cream in my coffee. Oh, so pretty sure that's what it is. So my miss is that I'm gonna miss dairy because I love dairy. <laughs> oh man. Like I love cheese. Cheese. Yes. Cheese. Yeah. Oh so, well, I mean nice. it's like a it's like a mini, like a little tiny bit of a hit if it helps yeah. you eliminate the discomfort yeah, of IBS. But that's then true. That's true. It, it is, I don't want to, I don't want to minimize at all the fact that that's right. going to be a big, big, big change. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least there's alternatives. At least there's, you know, alternatives true. to cow's milk and creamer and all that. And Matt was telling me the other day, there's like some dairy-free cheese I could try. So, you know, it's not all yes. bad. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I have one more hit. This one is very lighthearted compared to the other things we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. but oh my gosh, I have been using this face wash for a while now. I can't believe I have not used it as an awesome of the week because it has been so truly awesome Okay, that I, I think it might be like a Holy Grail. This is the be all end all ride or die face wash for me. Okay. It is from Thrive Cosmetics, which I, you and I both love. You introduced me to Thrive via yes. their um, their mascara. Yes. Um, that I absolutely adore. Well, 
I love Thrive, Thrive Cosmetics because they are, it's, it's clean, it's cruelty-free, all of those things. Um, they have a cleanser that's called the Bright Balance 3-in-1 Cleanser. Now, I'm going to say off the top, it is crazy expensive, I think, for a face cleanser. It's $32 okay. for a five-ounce thing. But, but for me, and I, you know, I wear makeup almost every day, so I'm taking makeup off every night. So I do need to use you know, not just like a teeny amount, but this a little goes a long way, like mm-hmm. a little, gosh, maybe dime size amount. Yeah. It foams up really nicely. So mm-hmm. yes, it is, it is $32, but it lasts a very, very long time. And so okay. they call it the three in one cleanser because it does a couple of things that obviously is cleansing your skin, but it also brightens it. It balances it, hydrates it. Now I do, absolutely use moisturizer at, yeah. at the minimum. You know, I usually have some other things I'm putting on after I wash my um, skin, but I have noticed since I've been w- using this so regularly that in the mornings, like when I'm headed out the door to take Nico to daycare, I don't, I don't have time to put any makeup on. And I've been noticing that my complexion looks really nice and it really does look balanced. Like good. there's no splotchiness. It's mm-hmm. not overly greasy. Of course I do give my face just like a, with a, a splash with warm water in the mornings, but um, I really do think that over time, it's one of those products that really does make a difference in just your overall makeup free complexion. Yeah. That's awesome. And the other, the main reason I started using it is because I think when they developed this, they specifically had in mind removing the Thrive Cosmetics mascara. Yeah. What's the name of that? It's uh, Liquid Lash lash Extensions. Liquid Lash Extensions, which is a tubing mascara. And so you like, it's really, you know, you got to use some kind of cleanser to take it off. Right. I've been out of my Liquid Lash Extensions for a while. I've been using, subbing out, trying some new products. None of them remove as easily as the Thrive Cosmetics Mascara does. Mm -hmm. But even still, even with using waterproof formulas and all of this stuff, even still, this uh, Thrive Cosmetics Cleanser totally cuts through all of that. So anyway, it's just like one of those products. Again, I can't believe I haven't used it for an awesome of the week, but I'm happy to tell the superstars about it now. It does seem crazy expensive when you first see the price tag lasts a long time. And I think is so good for your face over time. So awesome. There's that. Great. Well, I think you have another hit, right? I do. I have one more hit. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I've been asking you about, um, AirPods and Mm. whether or not I should invest in AirPods. Yes. Well, I did not. (laughs) Okay. And let me tell you why the price has gone down like I mean, astronomically, I could do it. I could buy them, but I have a little problem in that I tend to lose small things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, me too. So right, right, right. I don't want to invest in something that's still kind of pricey. Um, so I was looking on Amazon. I was reading reviews, reviews, and I have the perfect alternative to AirPods. Tell they me They are less than $40. It's called the okay. Tozo. Tozo T6 True Wireless Earbuds. They're Bluetooth. I think think I've had these before. Are you serious? That sounds so familiar. Yes. Okay. They're black. They have a built-in mic. Yes. They are perfect. They have 113,000 ratings on Amazon. 
Holy wow. I know, for okay. real. And they are amazing. They come in their own charging case. I mean, I yes. love them. I have had those before. I okay. think I ended up losing them because okay. like you, I yeah. do lose small things. Yeah. But I do remember them being just a really super excellent pair of wireless they earbuds are. if you do not want to invest into the AirPods. Yes. I mean, theirs. they're basically like AirPods, except they're black. Like they're yeah. so high quality. Mm-hmm. Like I can like be in a store or I can like be in my car and then switch to um like if I'm listening to a podcast, I can switch to the earbuds. And they just like pick up easily. I mean, it's like so, so seamless. So yes. Yeah. Yes. Love them. Good stuff all around. Well, this has been so fun. I mean, yeah. one of the biggest hits for me this year is the growth that we're seeing in our superstar uh, Patreon awesomes. I mean, I think a lot of people are coming in for some of our sort of spicy episodes to Mm -hmm. get some of those topics that we don't cover on the regular um, Friday episodes. But I've been so thrilled to have so many new superstars joining us. It's it's creating so many possibilities for what we can do with the future of sort of awesome when we have that support from our superstars. So I want to, I know I say this every episode, but I can never say it enough that we are so deeply grateful for our superstars. And it's always just fun just to sit down and have these conversations once a, once a month for the overflow. that are just like a lot more casual in real life stuff. So if you're new, make sure that you join the Superstars Hangout Group, um, yes. the sort of awesome Superstars uh, group on Facebook, because it's a it's a more intimate group, and um, we have just as much fun in there. Absolutely, yes. Such so many great conversations going on there. Um, we have some plans coming up for some new stuff to roll out to our superstars. So just lots of good stuff in the works. I'm, I'm so, so, so excited about the continuing and ongoing future of sort of awesome. And truly that's why we started the Patreon years ago when we did, because we saw a vision for the future of sort of awesome that we knew we needed. Um, the support of our community to be able to keep growing and expanding and evolving and all of those things. So, mm-hmm. so deeply grateful. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else, anything that we didn't cover? Or we wanted to say, um, I think that's it. Well, this has been so good to catch up with you. If you went to brunch or coffee with Emily and I, this is literally what we would be talking about. Everything from face yes. wash to um, murder investigation. Yes. Be a true crime podcast. For sure. It's true. <laughs> so, superstars, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time.